Alright, that's going. Welcome aboard, everyone, to another panic attack with Big John. <coughs> Find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. And I want to, I guess, talk about a couple things today. I know I've been bringing up the book I'm reading um, by Newt Gingrich. Let's find this here. Nothing like silent, right? Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America by Newt. Newtie and the Blowfish. Nah. So, I think that needs to be required reading for every Republican candidate this fall. Um, I would hope by September, uh, Leader McCarthy will have some sort of very basic strategy and a concept, uh, a set of ideals that we can take to the American people and run on them. And, you know, I've talked about this in the past and you know, you don't want to reveal your strategy too soon, but also <clears throat> there's an October surprise coming from the Democrats. They ended this fake January 6th committee hearing the other day with nothing. It, it, it was ridiculous. The, the little amount of what they're using against Donald Trump. This was supposed to be a committee that proved that he planned and conspired an insurrection. And what do we hear on the outgoing uh, final hearing, at least for now? Okay, we hear he sat in the White House dining room because he wanted the Secret Service to take him to the Capitol. Um, 
the October surprise, however, uh, the committee said they would, they may uh, open reopen hearings in the fall if <clears throat> more evidence comes to light. Now, as everything stands right now, Democrats are looking at a, a severe thrashing. There are liberal outlets coming up with polling data that isn't accurate, saying that races are tighter than what they are. Uh, they said they're saying, for example, Carrie Lake in Arizona. They're saying that her race is getting tighter. Uh, Donald Trump was just there tonight, and I think he's going to be there again tomorrow night, doing a campaign rally for her to back-to-back. <clears throat> Tonight's rally was originally scheduled for last week, but because of the death of Ivana, they postponed it. Now, Carrie Lake has a double-digit lead. They're reporting that her lead is narrowing, that her race is tightening. She's going to be the next governor of Arizona. And she's got a billionaire opponent who's supported by the good old boys of the, the GOP. As I dig at my tooth. Um, and she, Carrie Lake is a Trumper. She wants simple things for Arizona. Border security, fair elections, lower taxes. Simple enough. These are things that the Republican, the Republican Party is supposed to be in love with. This is supposed to be our platform, right? I thought it was. But, as Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying on uh, the highly recommended Tim Cast IRL, uh, and I suggest you go to Tim, TimCast.com and join the members only section. Get the uh, extra hour of content every night. Anyhow, uh, you know, the lobbyists, they lobby to Republicans and Democrats, the same lobbyists. And that's how you get all these weird little amendments stuck into bills that don't belong there, don't make sense. All that being aside. The Republican Party, the Congressional Caucus, should be shooting for a supermajority. Um, now, I'm hearing different things uh, in the Senate. You know, it looked like we could pick up 10 or 15 seats. Now it's looking like 7 or 8. Uh, some people like Herschel Walker aren't doing as good in Georgia. I, that could be wrong. It's hard to say. Because 
the media is against them. They're going to call Herschel Walker a black man. If you didn't know that, who Herschel Walker is, uh, <clears throat> they're going to they're start calling him the black face of white supremacy. Like they did to Larry Elder in California when he should have had Gavin Newsom beat in that uh, California recall. They're going to uh, uh, go after, they're still going after Marjorie Taylor Greene trying to keep her off the ballot. Uh, and it goes on and on. They're ultimately trying to keep Trump off the ballot. But there could be a mega ticket, mega maga ticket. I did mean to say mega, that wasn't a slip. But there could be a Trump DeSantis ticket. Trump will have to move to a different state. And there is construction work going on at Mar Largo, so he is staying in New Jersey right now at his old home. So tonight at his rally, he was, Trump was talking about, um, you know, how they need to elect Carrie Lake in Arizona. And he was saying, you know, people tell him he's been the most attacked president, the most attacked person in history. Uh, and he says most people would just give up but I can't do that. So he's throwing out hints that he's going to declare his run for the presidency. It's probably coming in September or October of this year. So that's what's going to get interesting. But we got to watch and see what this outfit with January 6th is going to come up with. And what they're going to try to do in October to uh, undermine Republicans. And Kevin McCarthy, Leader McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene said this on Tim Cast. The Republicans got to come up with simple plans simple things they can do until we get a Republican president in 2024. Because Joe, they can pass all kinds of things and Joe Biden will just veto it. And then we have to hope we have a, enough votes to override the veto, which is no easy task. Uh, even if the Republicans are, are smart enough to get a super majority. So that's all the prelude <laughs> To what I'm about to get into. I talked to about this a while ago that there needs to be a house cleaning in the bureaucracy, the deep state in Washington. And today I see on to, uh, Tim Cast that Trump is planning to do just that. So there's an article from Axios and the Daily Mail that Trump plans on doing exactly what I said he should do should he get elected, when he gets elected to another term. I'll come right back and break it all down for you. <laughs> 
take a, a little detour there. Like I said, I, I eat my suppers late at night. So I had a little stomach ache there. <laughs> Anyhow, that was you. That's really what you tuned in to hear, right? Okay, so a while back. I was saying on this very podcast that there needs to be a house cleaning in Washington. We're not talking radical conspiracy theory ideologies here or ideals or ideas, okay? It's plain and simple. There are people in government that their whole life revolves around being a government employee. And they have to invent work for themselves. In our textbook here, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future, Newt talks about, in 1944, they they finished work on the Pentagon. The Pentagon was built, I've always heard, to run World War II. And at the end of World War II, because they didn't know when it was going to end, when they started work on the Pentagon. I think it's bullshit, but whatever. They didn't know when the war was going to end. When the war was going to end. Um, But anyways, they built this big building. And at the end of World War II, it was supposed to become uh, the world's largest filing cabinet. That's what I was uh, told at different times. But it kept going. Now, what Newt says in his book... It was built in 1944 with 27,000 employees. It was, those employees were there to work on, with typewriters, okay, typewriters. Some of you will have to Google that to know what the fuck a typewriter is, but it was there, the employees were there with typewriters and carbon paper. That's how they made copies back then, okay? You take your your piece of paper, you put your carbon paper in there, then you put another piece of paper on top of that, and as the typewriter key strikes the first piece of paper, it leaves ink on that, and then the impression goes through the carbon paper onto the next and prints your type on the second or third piece of paper. All right. That was the technology in 1944. It took 27,000 employees to run the military with that level of technology. You then have today iPads, smartphones, Computers that, uh, I mean, are far, far 
out do anything computer-ish they had in the 40s. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's light years difference, okay? In case that's not abundantly obvious. So, why do you still have 27,000 employees at the Pentagon? Well, we've always had 27,000 employees. We've got to have, you know, this, this person's got their office, and then they have to have, you know, a secretary, and then they have to have four or five people working under them, and each of those person has to have a secretary, and it goes on and on. Why don't we replace some of those people and secretaries with technology? Okay. So these people that are the deep state that keep the, like, say, military-industrial complex running, they have to do that just to justify their jobs. Okay, that's one thing. Another is you have people at a higher level that make so much money off of government from lob lobbying from within the government to <clears throat> you know having military contracts having government contracts and it could be anything it could be you know uh, they outsource who cleans the capital let's say you know uh, they outsource who makes the supercomputers that run the military that run the uh, AI, the drones, and all these things, you know. All those people have to keep justifying their existence. And one way to justify that existence is to keep America at a constant state of war, at a constant state of disarray, uh, to justify their salary and their position in government or their contract with the government, and so on. Let me see if I can find real quick this passage that sums this, doesn't sum it up, but explains some things. George W. Bush wanted to bring in people that would bring America into the 20th, 21st, pardon me, century. I think it's over here in chapter 1. So, talks a lot about George Orwell, uh, not just the book 1984, but a book called The Animal Farm.
it's not there. So, what uh, W did was he brought this guy in, and the guy wanted to change the way the American uh, healthcare system ran, the bureaucracy of it. And he wanted to modernize it and eliminate jobs. And he quickly got sat down by a bureaucrat and was told, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't change this, you can't change that without going through this long, complicated uh, process of bureaucracy and red tape. Okay, here it is. No, that wasn't it. Well, Oh, here it is, okay. Health and Human Services. They spend more money than the Department of Defense. Did you, did you know that? So, this guy's name was Brailler. And he was informed by staff that he had violated several laws involving open meetings, proper procedures, and making promises not procedurally uh, he could not procedurally make without going through an elaborate and time-consuming bureaucratic process. So this was what Uh, Bush's appointees, Tommy Thompson and David Brailler went through when they became the head honchos in government. They wanted to streamline things. They wanted to eliminate long processes. That's a very simple example where Brailler ended up spending half of his first day on the job sitting down with the legal counsel from the Department of Health and Human Services and being told, yeah, you're the top appointed guy. You're, you're the boss, but you can't boss. You can't change this. You can't change that. You can't do this, you can't do that. Trump wrote an executive order that would change a lot of civil service employees to fireable employees. It's very hard to fire a civil servant, okay? 
I'm not going to get into all that shit. Uh, but I believe it's called Article F or Schedule F. There it is. So in the dailymail.co.uk, Trump would fire tens of thousands of civil servants and gut the government to sort his agenda if he runs and wins in 2024. This is cutting back government and making it work more efficiently for the people. This is, the, this is what corporations do, and everyone hates them for this. But a corporation's job is to make money. Our government's job is not to make money. It is also not the government's job to spend money. <laughs> Although they think that that's their job. So when Trump, you know, they said he drained the swamp, but he left the creatures there for us to see. He drained the water, but all it did was expose the critters. Well, when he gets elected again, for the third time, but the, the second election didn't count, when he gets elected again in 2024, takes office in 2025, he's gonna, he's gonna, heads are going to roll. Now, this 50,000 is an approximated guess by Axios and the Daily Mail. But just the bullet points here from the Daily Mail article. Donald Trump has plans to purge the so-called deep state beyond what any president has done before if he runs for and wins the presidency in 2024. As many as 50,000 government workers could be on the chopping block. He would clean house of mid-level staffers at the Pentagon, Justice Department, State Department, and beyond, and bring in America First candidates. Uh, I don't know if candidates is the right word, but... That's the word they use. Employees, appointees that are out for the best interest of America. And I bet you that 50,000 people could easily be replaced by 25,000. But that's neither here nor there. The order would reclassify tens of thousands of civil servants who were deemed to have some influence over policy as Schedule F employees. This would strip them of their employment protection and make them political appointees. Now, political appointees are not always good because they're doing the agenda of the elected officials. You could get cronyism, you could get patronage, uh, you know, the, the family ties. Well, this is my cousin, he needs a job. Eh, we'll appoint him secretary of dipshits or something like that. But if the people vote for a candidate that says they're going to do this, and then they appoint 
the head of the health and human services like Brailler and W, that department head should not be told by a, a lower level staffer, you can't do this, you broke this law, you're not allowed to do that, you have to go through this process and we, the bureaucrats who are below you, decide whether or not you can go through with your agenda. And all his agenda was, was to streamline health and human services to better help the American citizens. Hey, hear of a little thing called COVID-19? Think our, after that fiasco, health and human services didn't need a uh, streamlining? Could have happened 20 years ago. But the bureaucrats vetoed their boss, George Bush's appointee. Let's continue on here. So Donald Trump has plans to purge the so-called deep state, what the president has done before, uh, beyond any way a president has done before, if he runs and wins. Okay, we already went through that. The former president, if elected again, would move in with a plan to uh, being drawn up on being drawn up now to drain the swamp and cut tens of thousands of civil servants from what are typically apolitical roles, according to an Axios report. Uh, he would clean house of mid-level staffers at the Pentagon the Justice Department, State Department, and beyond, and bring in thoroughly vetted candidates who were found to be more closely aligned to his America First agenda. So these people aren't looking out for themselves first. These people wouldn't... <coughs> they wouldn't be looking out for the government, they would be looking out for the American people first. They wouldn't be looking for the next war. They wouldn't be looking for the next political opponent to attack and crucify because they were a threat to the government establishment. They would just be looking out for what's best for America. And maybe, just maybe, like Newt mentioned in his book, you could cut down some of those 27,000 employees that were hired during, well, the 27,000 employees that it took to run the Pentagon when it was typewriters and, you know, handwritten secretarial dictation and replace those people with, uh, what, of, you can talk into your cell phone, it can type the words you want typed, or you can talk into a computer, instead of dictating a memo to a secretary, the computer can type it for you as you sit at your desk and talk, and then you can go back and edit it, you know, because computers don't understand certain accents or certain words we use. And you don't need, 
you know, five secretaries in one office anymore to, you know, answer the phone, type up memos, take dictation, all that shit. That's one way. Also, he wants to eliminate the people that are constantly looking for America's next big conflict because they have to justify their existence. They have to justify their department having a huge budget so that we can keep their job, so they can keep their job, okay? This is the kind of stuff that draining the swamp means. After interviews with over a dozen Trump world insiders, the outlet's investigation found Trump that Trump is planning to use an executive order called Schedule F, which he issued in October 2020, and Biden later rescinded. So, there you go. Biden, why are we pissing around over in Ukraine? Is somebody else's war? Well, the deep state, the bureaucrats that have to justify their existence are telling Biden that, they, that we have to. You know, why why are we why is why are we still dealing with COVID? Because low-level pissant bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci are trying to justify their existence, justify their job. Well, you need to keep me employed because, hey, look, uh, you might have a. a a third or fifth or sixth wave of COVID. I think we're on our 20th wave and it's getting weaker with each one. New presidents typically replace 4,000 political appointees to align agencies with their new agenda. But below them are a mass of federal workers who have strong employment protections and typically continue in their own role from one administration to the next. So right there, that's what I've been saying. They don't go along with the agenda that the American people voted for. They just keep doing their job the way they've done it. And as Newt pointed out as a fact, something that actually happened under the Bush administration, a a new head of HHS was appointed And he wanted to change things. And the people that had been around there for 10 or 20 years said, "Uh, no, the power lies with us and you can't even fire us. We're not going to let you have your agenda. So is government working for the people or are the people working for the government? When we pay our taxes and we vote for people, we expect them to follow through with what they said they were going to do and now we find out from this article from Newt Gingrich's book which Axios and uh, the Daily Mail and Newt Gingrich are on very far ends of the spectrum but they're all saying the same thing there are a mass of federal workers uh, with strong employment protections that go from administration to administration. They don't change their role. 
they just keep doing what they've been doing for years. And if you want to change their role, they say, no, you can't change what I do or how I do it because I'm protected. Should not be that way. The American people elect uh, officials to represent them and those officials are supposed to carry out our agenda, the American people's agenda through the electoral process. But that doesn't happen. And this is what the fight against the swamp and big government socialism is all about. It's not necessarily always these conspiracy things like I come up with and other people come up with. Those are entertaining. But there is a real problem with government not working for the people. Not doing what we pay our taxes for. Not doing what we elect, not letting the people we elect do what we elected them for. <clears throat> okay? So this is why it's a good thing that Trump wants to change the classification of these employees and fire them. Bring in people that are vetted and qualified and can make government more efficient for the American people. That's what America First is all about. It's not anti-immigrant, it's not xylophonia or xenophobia or whatever the hell it's called. It's not about hating the rest of the world. It's about our elected officials and their appointees being able to do what we elected them for and what they were appointed to do. You feeling me, playa? So I hope Trump gets reelected or elected again, however you want to say it, and goes forward with cleaning house because it needs done. I said it before, a lot of people said it, have said it, that there are people at the bottom of the FBI and the State Department and the Pentagon that protect America, but there are mid-level people and people at the tippy-tippy top, as AOC says, at the tippy-top that are out for themselves and have their own political agenda which is just protect my job, protect my job, protect my job, make money, make money. Who cares if there's a soldier in, uh, over in bumfuck Egypt, not talking about the literal country of Egypt, but out there getting killed, I have to justify my position in the Pentagon. I have to justify my government contract. I have to justify my department's budget. So we have to keep this cycle of bureaucracy and different things going. Whether it's, you know, surveys on health, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's war after war after war. This has got to stop. The focus has to be on bringing jobs back to America, to protect America. Energy independence is just one tiny thing. 
our medications are manufactured overseas. There's a problem with getting cars, new cars, because there's a microchip that's made in Taiwan and the supply chain is disrupted. We don't have elected leaders that are working to fix that. And the bureaucrats are not working to fix that because it's not their problem. All right. I've rambled on long enough. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching and listening. Remember to pray for each other. And we'll talk to you the next time. God bless.